Hey folks, Brendan here from Blue Light with another video and podcast to help support you if you are in the police recruitment process. So today I've been inspired to do a video and podcast for you which is called Back to Basics with the Online Assessment Centre. For those of you who have been going through my videos on YouTube or my podcasts, you'll have heard me talk about quite niche parts of the online assessment center and what you can do to add those parts to the whole to ensure that you get really, really high marks. Actually, the way to get really, really high marks, I'll be blunt, is join me on my webinars, join me in the online course, join me for one-to-one coaching sessions. This is where my clients are getting marks of over 90% in both the stage two interview part of the online assessment centre and in the two part stage three, which is a written exercise and a briefing exercise. Check the links below. Uh, You'll find out how to join the Facebook group, which is a good start. This is where you get to join over 20,000. It's almost 21,000 now uh, people who are like minded, just like you who are either in the police recruitment process or they've already succeeded and they hang around, the group hang around, um, to help support people like you. So back to the basics. What's inspired me to do this? Well, I did a one-to-one coaching session today with an individual who's already failed their online assessment centre, but the force has invited them to come back and resit it within a three-month window. So he's got time to prepare. Now, this individual um, wasn't originally, is not originally from the United Kingdom, so he's grown up in a completely different culture where interviews weren't really a thing, and so he's not used to being interviewed. And where he went uh, almost disastrously wrong in his first online assessment centre was in the interview where the score was really, really low. So what I did was a, a bit of a diagnostic uh, asked one of the questions that I believed I believe will crop up. I used my set of interview questions, which I designed shortly after the online assessment centre was introduced. And I've been told that the questions are very, very similar. Not exactly the same, but similar. I mean, they wouldn't be the same, would they? Unless I actually asked someone what are the exact questions. But that would uh, that'd be trying to get someone to breach their confidentiality agreement. So it's not something I'm going to do. Uh, but it's not hard for me to work out what the questions are likely to be because they do tell you what the values and competences are that you're going to get assessed against for the interview phase. You've got five questions. There's no human contact. You're recording your answer to some software. And that's a skill in itself. I mean, that's weird to start with. There's no human contact throughout any of the online assessment centre. And it's still weird. I still can't get my head around how for some forces you can join the police without ever speaking to a human, except for at your fitness, where they're going to ask you, do you understand? And you're going to shout yes. And at your uniform fitting, where they're going to ask you, what's your inside leg measurement? It's about the toughest questions you'll be asked by a real human being. So, um, putting that to, to one side, I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? But putting that to one side, uh, you do have to answer questions, but it's not really an interview because there's no one at the other end. You're recording your answer to um, some software. You've got five minutes to deliver your answer in. So, in my guidance, I also give the sort of behaviours which they're looking for, which are translated from the competency and values framework because like for this competency, we take ownership. When you look at the competency and values framework, the behaviours can come across as a right load of gobbledygook. 
honestly, who ever thought that <laughs> people are going to understand the competency and values framework? Now, back to basics. I asked, I did some, I'm doing some work at the moment with a particular force, a large metropolitan force, um, to help them support, support them during, uh, as they improve their recruitment process. And I asked all of them as, as a webinar, but not webinar, a meeting. Uh, on on teams with several of them and ask them questions about the CVF and they didn't know the answers so no one really understands things like this do they look at that the wheel of confusion for those of you listening to some podcast I'm showing the introductory page page three where there's that wheel of confusion that talks about clusters and values having one level but competencies only having having three uh, honestly if anyone understands this stuff please do let me know because I don't. And I've got a master's in education where I focused on personnel evaluation systems. Uh, and I don't quite get it either. But anyway, back to basics. So in that diagnostic, a few things came out. Um, first of all, a complete lack of structure. So in structuring your answers, and I talk about this a lot more on my course uh, and in the webinars, I'm always focusing on this because, you know, my, my client today is not on his own. Because uh, there's three things that always crop up. First one is structure. Second one is detail. And the third one is not answering the question. Those are three common things. And I've been doing this now for 26 years, helping people in promotion boards and specialist interviews from when I was in the police and for the past 10 years when I've been outside of the police. So this is very common, you know, common things, common traits, because we don't talk like this on a daily basis. We don't deliver conversations using this sort of structured approach. So the question would be something along the lines of, please, can you tell me about a time when you've taken responsibility for a challenging task or a problem? And they want to know how you've worked with other people. I know you'd be thinking, well, that's a different competency, isn't it? But when you look at the behaviours, they're all about, they're all about how you actually involved other people in the problem solving so your behaviors that you're describing are very much all about people so the example my client gave once we picked it apart was perfect but there just wasn't enough structure so we didn't talk about the situation and the impact of the problem if it wasn't resolved he didn't talk about the aim and options that he was considering uh, aim you could also consider using the, the word task i know that's what a lot of people like because of star um, i always think it's better to think about it in terms of what i was aiming to achieve and then you can think about the options you considered to get you the, get you there as opposed to the task i set myself i mean no one talks like that do they or the task i was set well actually i want to hear about examples where you've self-started to solve the problem as opposed to being given a task does that make sense next part back to basics the actions that you took. This is where the bulk of your answer needs to be. And for my client today, it was two sentences. Two sentences, just not enough. So it's not just what you did, but it's how you did it. And we spend a lot of time on the webinars going into the how. This is a really, really crucial part is describing how you did things. Forget the books out there that say just use phrases from the competency and values framework. No, just no, that will not get you a pass. It won't get you a pass because you're just regurgitating phrases. Um, let me give you an example, actually. See what you think of this. So if I go to um, We Take Ownership, I'm doing this off the cuff, this so is not, not planned, but hopefully uh, it'll make sense to you. I can't even find it. We take ownership. 
there it is. And we take ownership. Um, I've just got a little visitor at the door. Do you want to come in? It's a little boy. He's come to see where. Where is Daddy? You said two. I know. I'm, it's now half past. I'm just halfway through a video for YouTube and the podcast. So just come take a little seat, Alec. Little interruption. That's okay. So let's take a look at We Take Ownership. Sorry, let's get back to the basics. So in terms of behaviours, um, how would this sound? So in respect of the issue that we were facing at the car plant, um, I identified there was a problem with how we were doing sales of used cars. So I wanted to approach this task with enthusiasm to ensure that we actually delivered a high level of service. And so I often get feedback from my manager on the quality of my work um, and look at ways I can get other people to help me and how I can help other people. And I give them feedback as well so that they know that uh, what they're doing is the right thing to do or if they are going off at a tangent. And in doing so, I take responsibility for my own actions. And if I make a mistake, you know, I'll notify my manager and take action to rectify it. And in doing so, I can take pride in what I do and also I know my strengths and areas for development and I take responsibility for learning from those mistakes to address any gaps. What do you think? Sound good? All I've done is just reel off all of those behaviours. Absolutely meaningless because you haven't got a clue what I've actually done. So it's the how you did things, how you actually implemented those behaviours that is actually key here. And then we move on to the result. Don't pretend everything went perfectly. I want to hear about the mistakes that were made and my client talked about some mistakes that he made and how he actually rectified them. Brilliant, that's exactly what they're looking for. And then we can talk about what we'll do differently next time. So learning. So there you go, folks. Back to basics for our competency-based interview. In respect of this individual's written and briefing, he kind of did okay last time. Um, just enough to scrape through, but we're not after scrape through. My clients, we're after 90% plus. That's what we're going for, 90% plus. Subject of different webinars, but the one thing that stood out, one thing he said was, it says in the guidance, you don't need any policing experience. But then it gave me situations where you'd require policing experience or knowledge of policing. Yep, I know one of those conundrums from the College of Policing. They tell you one thing and they actually mean something else. Because in the stage three written, it's all about dealing with a vulnerable person who's subject of um, harassment, antisocial behaviour and crime um, and wider problems in the community. And the briefing is all about how you deal with the noisy party and deal with all the people and all the players involved. Especially complicated is, let's bear in mind that the police actually don't deal with noisy parties, but you're going to have to talk for 36 minutes about how you would deal with a noisy party. College of Policing World. It's a different world to the one we're in. Anyway, subject of other back to basics webinars, uh, sorry, um, videos and podcasts. It's the webinars where I want you to come and join me and sign up and check the links below. Come and sign up. If you don't like it within 24 hours, just let me know and I'll give you a refund. And if you fail and you've done all the work I've asked you to do, I'll give you a refund. There's absolutely nothing to lose there, is there? It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer for me because only two people have failed over the past year. And uh, both of them actually came back. One of them still failed, but one of them passed. The one who failed twice, I think they've kind of worked out that policing isn't for them. We parted as friends. Um, but uh, the other one did pass eventually. So it's a no-brainer, isn't it? I'm, I'm all in on this journey with you. The question you've got to ask is, are you?
So listen, folks, I'll catch up with you on, on one of the webinars. I hope you've got something out of this Back to Basics video and podcast. And I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>